Welcome to All Dollars No Cents, a show for the 1% and the other 99% too. Here's Josh Altman and Kevin Klein. All Dollars No Cents, back at it again here on Live by Live, powered by Slacker. Josh Altman right there, Kevin Klein right here. Well, we've done it. We are now back in a beautiful house that I probably should not be in, but uh, that's one of the perks of doing a show with Josh Altman, and he says that sometimes he only gets uh, he only gets a few moments in between open houses or realtor showings. We're in a place right now, once again, on top of a mountain. It seems to be a theme when we go to these places, and they're really high up in the sky. Um, I, I can only imagine that the value of this house is north of uh, $200,000. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. I, I'm pretty sure everything in L.A. is north of $200,000, although I do have a really good bike rack <laughs> that probably costs $200,000. I'm interested. I'm interested. Yes, yes. Now, uh, we are here. Uh, this we're may here. be my favorite, by the way. Before you tell us about it, this... Really? Yeah, well, er- earlier today, um, Josh said, I'm going to $500 million worth of listings, and I said... I don't even know if that's one house, if that's 50 houses. I don't know how many that is. He goes, I bet I can do it in an hour. I don't know why you had to go to all of them just to check and make sure the sign was up there. Things were looking good. <laughs> so I said, let me let me tag along. So before we ended up in the house we're in now, which I would imagine is the most expensive of the ones we saw. No. Uh, oh, it's not? This is not the most expensive? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What we're in right now is $3,249,000. Um, and this is up in the Hollywood Hills. It's a brand new modern entertainer's dream and uh can i ask you a serious question about that why do people care so much or or say they care about entertaining like i guess when you get into a house up here where like you're looking down and the views are crazy maybe you feel forced to entertain like there's an obligation i got to share this view what percentage of people that look at a house and say i need a place for entertainment entertaining and then they never have people over to entertain well right we're in a we're in an a town that revolves around entertaining and entertainment. Yeah, that's true. And but, I, but people I think, say that everywhere. I, you watch an episode of uh, House Hunters, which I'm sure you can't even do because right. it's like a, a low. A, like a, oh no, no. <laughs> you watch House Hunters too? Yeah, I watch every real estate so, show. So you see that house, and someone is in the middle of Sheboygan. They're like, I don't know. It's a good deck for entertaining. I'm like, who the, who the hell are they entertaining here in Sheboygan? I like Island House Hunters. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. A great Wait, one. people are you know they're they're buying their second house and they got this crazy island or something. Um. Yeah, no, this one, uh, I, actually what I'd like to know is, out of all those people who buy entertainer homes, how many actually entertain? Well, I that's think that's right. a better question, because, listen, I know some of the biggest celebrities in the world that hate going in public and are homebodies and never do anything because they're so famous they don't want to go anywhere or have any, anybody over. And, they, yeah, they got these houses that would be the most amazing houses ever, yet, right, they, they just want to be left alone. So this is a place for them to be not be bothered. Yeah, and and so what I did was I took Kevin to seven houses. Uh, most expensive was $140 million, and then we came all the way down to about $37 million. Uh, I failed on this one. I did. I was not able to take him to $500 million in listings. Uh, within an hour, we were cut short about uh, $72 million. Well, uh, but it's I, still pretty impressive. It's kind of like Brewster's Millions. Have you ever seen that? Well, yes. And this was a this version ended when you took a phone call, and I think that's what that's what held us up because you know your your phone's constantly ringing, constantly talking to people. Um, who, and this you go, I got to take this. This could be worth a lot. And then that was the end of our uh, house hunt until right now. Yeah, yeah. That pretty much is how my life works. Uh, we'll be doing something really cool. Someone will call, and that's that. Yeah, and that's it. And you, and it's and, over. And the deal with, and like anyone else, because listen, anyone listening, you, you got to take a work call, 
you're out at dinner with your wife or in-laws, whatever, it happens, you get the same look that we all get, right? Do you still get that look? Of course. Who okay. doesn't get that look? Well, because she's a realtor, so she gets the game, and she knows that that's that, that she knows what what that is. She knows. However, that's a look that everyone gets. Uh, I think that you it's an unavoidable look. Yeah. I don't care who you are, what you're doing, what type of job you're in. Uh, if you take a call during some family time, your husband and or wife will give you that look. I just want to quickly start out with one of the questions that I saw uh, posted up on the socials. Have you ever closed a deal completely through text messages? Because uh, you know, I guess someone who has been reading your book, it's all about you know you're 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 all about personality mixed with you know you're able to you you're a smooth talker, right? Have you ever? But the way the world is now, it's so much through text, this and that. Has there ever been a deal that has been closed? exclusively through texting back and forth, no actual chatting. Yeah, actually a lot more than you think. Really? And a lot of times, think about this, a lot of times I'll actually do it intentionally because I don't want to talk on the phone with that person because I think that only bad can happen from speaking. So to keep it real cut and dry and keep the, the lack of communication, which in terms means the lack of interest, so you better take our offer or we're going to walk type of thing, uh, it actually has helped me close a lot of deals. So the homeowner's talking to their realtor. They're going, well, what do they sound like? And he goes, they just texted us as their best and final. And they're like, oh, take it, take it. They, 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 right, like that sort of a situation? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like I talk about in my book all the time. Communication is key, but also silence a lot of times and listening is key. And, you know, just... It's all just a game. That definitely shows a lack of interest because if you really cared, you'd call a lot. And the less you call, the less you care, the seller thinks. And so it's just it's it's an interesting way to look at it. But that's a great question, uh, whoever did that. And, uh, it, of course, nowadays, more than often, uh, uh, you will close deals via text. Uh, and uh, But at the end of the day, there's nothing like a handshake. Josh has closed multiple deals through emojis only, by the way. It's really unbelievable. He just sends a uh, you know, smiley face, uh, smiley face eggplant, and the deal's done. Uh, what was that? <laughs> they, what are the things called on Instagram when you can make the... Uh, oh, the filters, the face filters. The face filter? No, 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 no. You can actually like type in happy, and then it will show you 50 oh, yeah, uh, videos. Emo- oh, 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 yeah. Um, oh, gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gifts. gifts. Yeah, yeah. You're at, yeah so, so you're saying there's going to be a coming soon, there will be a Josh Altman gift. That, well, does uh, anybody know how to ones. do that? Can you, can you actually message us and tell me how do we add more gifts of ourselves? Because like I would like to do something where uh, someone says, are you ready for a listing appointment? And then I send back a picture of me like, you know, throwing on my jacket in right. slow motion or something like that. Uh, if that's seriously something you're interested in doing, there is, is no shortage of people that will reach out to us and we can get that done. Uh, I know we had, we had big goals for the show. Um, tell me a bit Tell me a bit about the place we're in now. We did say we wanted to be the first podcast to bring you into over a billion dollars worth of property. We've done episodes now from a variety of different types of houses. Uh, we've been all over the place, really. And uh, But but let's the, the house we're in now, why is it worth what it's worth? Uh, and is there anything about it that we should know about so people kind of get the sense of where we're doing this episode? Okay, so this is more Hollywood Hills East. 
Okay, so there's the famous Sunset Strip, which a lot of people know about because, you know, where rock and roll started. And then right above there is prime, prime Hollywood Hills. And then if you go east a little more, you get a little more bang for your buck. This house is brand new construction. It's three stories. It's beautiful. It's state of the art. It's got an amazing 2,000 square foot deck, uh, rooftop deck that also has a pool on the top of the house. Oh, so and that's upstairs. We haven't seen that yet. That's no, no, I'm going to take you up there afterwards. Uh, and at first I'm going to massage it in a little bit. All right, well, wait a minute. Now, hold on. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I wait for the big close till the end. You see, I've shown, yeah, you, I've shown you stuff where you're already just blown away yeah, by how right. cool this house is, and then I go, oh, I pretend like I forgot. I go, it's, oh, I totally forgot. I actually believe that in the back of your mind you think that this podcast is just a giant slow play to, so you can sell me a really nice house that I can't afford because every time we see these, you still do this. You treat me as if uh, you know we do, do the show, and they're like, hey, let me show you just one more thing before we go. You go, boom, rooftop pool. Uh, you know what's so funny? Listen, rates are low, and <laughs> I, I, can, <laughs> I can get your financing. All right, you know what? What the hell? Let's do it. So I'm going to go, oh, I forgot to show you the roof, and then I'm going to bring Kevin to the roof, and then it's game over. Oh, man. Uh, I think that, uh, as I said, I, I thought this house, not the biggest one we've seen today by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of the houses that are the super big ones, the ones that are the $70 million houses, they almost feel, I know people say this, and, and you think, you know, well, if you had that money, you wouldn't feel this way, but they almost feel so, like, why would I ever need... What would be the point of having a house this uh, uh, don't you agree even you that sells these massive houses you were a part of one of the biggest deals I think in all of real estate uh, with that house that you were selling that had helicopter pads on it and and a 29 car garage whatever but at some point don't you even feel this is absurd or who who needs this house yeah no I mean there's definitely a limit I have a personal limit in my head of how big I would want a house before it's just too much and you don't need I'm sure everybody does uh, but you know, everybody's got got their their, I guess their boxes that need to be checked. So I, I showed a house earlier today. The guy walked in. He's an executive at a uh, uh, very well known shoe co- shoe company, and uh, he's not my client. He was another agent's client, and he called me up and said, "I want to show my executive uh, a house, your house, your listing." And I showed it to him, and he walked around the house and he goes, "Man, I don't hate it." I was like, "What?" What do you mean? He goes, well, I, I, I've hated everything we've seen so far, and i got to tell you, I don't hate this one. And when you say he's hated everything he's seen, he, all of them were what, in the $12 million, $20 Yeah, they're all around $10 million. Right, and right. he said, you know, arguably this checks all the boxes I need. It's got the movie theater. It has the four bedrooms. It has the view. It has the pool and spa. It's new. It's modern, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not sure I love it, but I don't hate it. So it's a contender. To start, step in the right direction. Yeah, it was, it's, I it's, don't hate it. It was so a great, I call, I call, a great <laughs> reaction for a $12 million, $10 million house. I called my client afterwards. He said, so, did he like the house? I said, he didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> my client said, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, well, well I guess we'll find out. I yeah. got a question for you, Kev. Yeah. Um, today, I am sitting uh, at breakfast, at brunch, with my wife and my mother-in-law. And uh, uh, I realized Mother's Day is coming up. Yes. And I said... Uh, hey, you know, we'll do my parents are coming in, my brother's family and everybody. Let's let's make a reservation for 12 people for Mother's Day. And we called seven places. All of them were book solid. Now, look, I don't ever know what's going on more than 48 hours in my life ahead of time. Yeah, because that's just my 
the way that my business is run is yeah. you work for other people. You're on other people's time. You can wake up one morning and by the end of the, and have nothing. And by the end of the day, I've just closed a crazy deal or something like that. When did we decide we were going to do this episode? Uh, a couple hours ago. A couple hours when ago. When did I decide it. I was going to join you to drive around and look at real estate all day? Uh, you know, five minutes after that. That's it. So I don't understand. Who are these people that are making these reservations for Mother's Day a month out. I am not the. I don't plan ahead, so I don't know much about that. But I will say this: I've got nothing planned yet either. Uh, oh, you should join us because you know where it's going to be at our house. Oh, because we couldn't find anywhere to make a reservation. That's a great plan. That's a great. Or, or what you really should do is convince a restaurant. This is this is the Josh Altman move right here. Convince a restaurant that wouldn't even be open normally at that time of the day convince them open up early we're going to do something special and get a group of mothers together and we convince the restaurant to open up just for them that's the move right there Ooh, i like that i like that gotta find a spot find a uh maybe like a, a taco bell that oh did you hear this by the way what our favorite restaurant closed yesterday so i saw i saw the text that you know, you think about it, everyone thinks their industry that they're in is a tough industry, right? And and you you said it before. We talked about the crash of real estate, right? Everything was great. The mortgage crisis, you got cleaned out. I do believe we talked about the entertainment industry a few episodes ago and how it's grinding, 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 hoping for that lucky break that pops you up into the next level. I think owning restaurant a restaurant is one of the it's it's got to be one of the toughest gigs there is. And as far as being successful. It's like a less than 0.1% chance. I it 100%. My grandfather always told me never to invest in a restaurant. That was his advice. He said, don't ever invest in something that serves food. Uh, uh, because it, I, I don't know what it is. And, you know, you hear about successful restaurants. I was shocked. We got a call from the restaurant owner. You guys were regulars. And this place, without going, this place is a very, it was a well-known... I would say top 10 best food in L.A., in my opinion. Yes. And and I'm very, very foodie and picky. And it was consistently good. And also, it seemed consistently crowded, and the food was very expensive. That's That's what was so crazy. Every time we went, it wasn't empty. And so the owner calls us up and said, we just want to let you know this is our last night. And of course, Heather and I are like, oh my God, Heather's like crying. It's her favorite place in the world. Favorite. So uh, of course, we cancel our plans. We're like, well, we're going there tonight. Maybe and that's their plan. Maybe they just call everyone that and tell them that every every night, just to, just to get more business. It's like, it's like the furniture stores yeah. that have been going yeah. out of business for a yeah. decade now. That guy just had almonds you with a with a great oh, uh, clothes. He read God. the almond clothes and he goes, "Here's what I'll get him. Let's call him and tell him it's uh, you know supply it away. supply and demand. Right? We're about to get rid of the, the supply, so the guy's going to come in tonight. So we go there and uh, we order everything on the menu because it's the last night, and we overeat. Yeah, I mean, literally had to roll me out of there. I'll tell you what my bill was, okay? My bill was 600 at that place. For two people? For me, my wife, uh, a friend of ours, and my mother-in-law. Wow. That's, that's it, right that's there. A, that's a pricey bill. That's a pricey bill for there. And you would think that they maybe they would have even, uh, I don't know, hey, we're closing down shop, we got to get rid of this food anyway, can't take it with us. Maybe they uh, send a thing or two your way. You guys were supportive uh, customers over the years. They, uh, no, to be honest with you, the mindset that I was in was I over-tipped because I just wanted to give them like an awesome goodbye present. Smart. But I got to tell you, I was shocked because I just, and this, this actually comes back to real estate. 
I just couldn't understand how s- something with such good food and always looked pretty crowded mm-hmm. was not able to make it in the L.A. restaurant scene. And my opinion was the restaurant was a very small restaurant that did very well, and then they moved eight blocks down to a bigger space. Much bigger space. And in my opinion, that eight blocks, even though it's the same area, had that much of a different type of feel location-wise, less walkability. And that crushed them. And that was the difference, in my opinion. Well, you know, it's as, as it does relate to real estate, I don't know if they moved. I mean, as you said, it was the exact same street. Same street, same side of the street. It was literally eight blocks down. The restaurant didn't change its name. It kept the name. And it was a monster success at one size, and then a, it failed at another size. And, and do you know why they just they just ran out of money? Was it because of how much the, the space was to rent? The rent was more. The staff was more. Yeah, that's it. And uh... Uh, I'll be back again next time. Thank you for checking us out here on the exclusive home of All Dollars No Sense. If you have not yet up, upgraded, why don't you go ahead and listen to this? Upgrade for the past episodes and bonus episodes plus future events and more. Instagram, The Josh Altman. Twitter, The Josh Altman. YouTube, just type in Josh Altman. You can check out my uh, YouTube show. Uh, For Josh Altman there, Kevin Klein here saying bye. Thanks for listening to All Dollars No Sense. Look for another new episode next week. And for access to the entire show archive, plus bonus members-only content and a bump up to Slacker Plus with no ads ever, click the upgrade button. Thanks again from Josh and Kevin and your friends at Slacker Radio.